To the Mary Mac Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week finds you well. Today, I am honoring a magnificent woman that I first knew so, so long ago when I was in seventh grade. And I made a wonderful friend when I was in a brand new school out on Long Island, New York. Her name was Debbie Riley. Debbie, like myself, we were the oldest of several children. Only her family had many more than mine. But her mother, Joan Riley, who I endearingly just called Mrs. Riley, she did so much for me when I was so young. Every time I would go to her home, she made me feel loved and cared for and welcomed. And the reason that I'm speaking about her today is because I only learned a few days ago that she passed away on Christmas Eve in December 2022. And in front of me, I'm reading her obituary, and it causes me to feel such happiness that she is relieved of any pain she may have been having, but mostly that I get a chance to let the entire world know what a phenomenal woman she was to me and to everyone that she loved and who loved her. So Joan Riley was 86, and she died in Venice, Florida, but she was born in Long Island City, New York, to Eugene and Helen Smith on February 12th, 1936, and that's why I'm so grateful that I found this out now, so we can celebrate her birthday together today, February 12th, 2023. She would have been 87 today, and she was married 66 years to the love of her life, 
Ronald F. Riley. Mr. Riley was an amazing man in his own right, and I was so glad to know him as well. Such a caring, committed, faithful man to this lovely woman, Mrs. Riley. Mr. and Mrs. Riley lived for many years in Babylon Village, the same town I grew up in, from seventh grade till I went away to college. And in 1998, they retired to Venice, Florida. Joan was a very proud parent and grandparent and a great nana. As is in her obituary, I wanted to read something special. Mom lived a faith and love-filled life, surrounding her home and the lives of her family with a joyful and respectful tranquility. From games and shenanigans with her children and grandchildren to leading by example and our dad's love story, the Riley House resonated compassion, empathy, and love of learning, godliness, and unending joy. Mom was a pro-education steward, sharing her love of life and love of learning and reading through her role as a Montessori teacher, and later a teaching assistant at St. Joseph's School in Babylon. She was a 50-plus-year member of the Catholic Daughters of America, Bishop McConnell Council. In retirement, she served along with her husband in the charismatic renewal at Epiphany Cathedral, Venice, Florida, and long-standing service with Our Lady of Perpetual Help Retreat Center, which meant the world to her. She was welcomed into our Lord's heaven on Christmas Eve, surely to the angels' chorus of O Holy Night, her most cherished hymn. I'd like to tell you a few stories about Mrs. Riley that I remember so clearly. The first is when I went to visit their home when Debbie took me home. And this is a backstory because Debbie was one of my first friends in seventh grade. I had just moved to Long Island and I didn't know anyone. And I was not happy because it seemed that in seventh grade, St. Joseph's in Babylon became all girls on one side and all boys on the other. Now, the school I came from in Queens, New York, it was co-ed. So that was quite a shock to me the first day I arrived at this new school. Debbie was so kind to me and so welcoming, both she and her friend, Mary Valvo. And I was so grateful that someone sort of took me under their wing to give me the rope since I was a city girl and I didn't have much of a clue on how to live in suburbia where you really couldn't walk anywhere. You had to drive everywhere. But they were so kind to me. And I remember one of the first times I went to visit Debbie's home and Mrs. Riley welcomed me with open arms. She was the most delightful woman I had ever met at that point. All I knew was my own family. 
and she was just so kind to me. So here I am in her home, and she was the shortest little woman, but boy, did she pack a punch. She just was so vivacious and just bubbly, just a gorgeous woman. And I always knew that if I needed to talk to someone, she would be available to me. Well, on her wall, she had this beautiful calendar. And this calendar was hand-embroidered. And each of the numbers for each of the days had its own little square with the number embroidered. And when the next month would come, you would take them all off. They were on Velcro. And you would put them back in the manner of the month. You know, if the first of the month began on a Wednesday, you'd put number one in the first Wednesday, then Thursday, then Friday, and work your way all the way down to fill the calendar so that it was perfect for this month. And I remember being fascinated by that because she created that. And I was in awe of that. It was so phenomenal. And I thought to myself, I have to get me one of those when I'm older. And I remember, I don't know how many months it was, but I remember at least one month where I happened to be there in the beginning of the month and I asked her, oh, Mrs. Riley, would it be okay if I changed the calendar this month? And she was so gracious and she's like, sure, Mary, you go ahead. And as I'm doing it, I can tell you right now, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was such a wonderful moment that she allowed me to change her calendar. And after all these years, I remember it. It seems like such a silly thing, but to me, in seventh grade, it was wonderful. Her compassion and her love. And years later, I wound up finding a Thomas Kincaid calendar. It didn't have embroidery, but it certainly had the tiles that you would change every month. And I do. And it even has a beautiful plate at the top, a round plate, with each of the months of the year that I get to change as well. And one of his famous paintings on each of those plates. And I cherish that calendar. And every time, every month, I change it to that month. I think of her. It's funny, right? I want you to know that this is something important to me to teach. Because as you know, I always say that it's not the title when you're grieving someone's death. It's the relationship. And Mrs. Riley wasn't connected to me by blood or any other way but through friendship and actually the mother of a best friend. Debbie and I, we went through seventh and eighth grade together and then all through high school. And we know each other to this day. And it's magnificent. Oftentimes, we think that we're supposed to grieve for the people in our lives who are our family members. 
But the truth is, is we can have a friend who lives a few doors away, who we grew up with, and who we spend so much time with, and yet we could have a cousin who lives 3,000 miles away that we never even saw, who we will feel really nothing for when they die. So it is the relationship we have with an individual that determines the level of our pain and our grief. It's not the label. And in this case, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now. Mrs. Riley was a magnificent woman. And her family was so together in love and community and compassion. Every one of her children Debbie, Edward, Ronald, Carrie, Mary Noreen, and Scott are phenomenal people. And I also remember how their family would go up north. I think it was to Lake George. It was almost near Canada. Every year they'd rent out a huge cabin and every one of their family members would go up and have a mini reunion on 4th of July week. I always thought that was the most magnificent thing. They could always count on being together at least one week each year. So as they grew older and they each had their own families, it was a lovely way for everyone to come together again. So my condolences to all of her children, her son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws, the 10 grandchildren she had, and great-grandchildren. At the end of her obituary, this is what it says. Anyone wishing to honor our beloved wife, mother, and nana, please spread kindness and generosity with all and look for the face of God in everyone around you as she did. And that was so, so true. So, Mrs. Riley, I want to thank you. Thank you for always making me feel so welcome. So welcome in your house. You are an amazing lady, and I was so glad I was able to be in your presence as many times as I was and to feel that love and joy that you always gave to everyone. God bless you.